Here we go. It's another big week in the NFL for the Pittsburgh Steelers. This is the Steelers Wire podcast, powered by USA Today Sports. Now, your host, Ryan O'Leary and Steelers Wire editor, Kurt Popejoy. Well, I mean, if you made me bet money, I would bet that it's one more year, but we'll see where it goes. I mean, hey, it's a big deal. There's no doubt about it. Big Ben's a Hall of Fame quarterback, you know, won the Super Bowl two times last year. Hey, there, there was enough good play, of course, to justify bringing him back. I think what's scary a little bit was the way they played right at the end of the year, the way he looked a little bit, and I do think he was injured. You know, I know enough people there in Pittsburgh – that have led me to believe he was banged up. The knee issue was real. If you really study him on film, you know, you could tell there was a difference between Ben Roethlisberger in week 15 and Ben Roethlisberger in week seven. And I guess, you know, if you're a Pittsburgh Steelers coach, owner, whatever, you know, you're hoping you get that first half of the year big Ben. But I, I do think that's a big if. Well, there's uh, everyone's favorite talking head, Kurt, Chris Sims, talking about Big, <laughs> Big Ben's contract. Everyone's weighing in on what's going to happen. Big Ben with the $41 million cap hit this year, largest in the NFL. He's not going to retire. We know that. He is currently working with the team to restructure. So everyone's talking about that, and that's where we'll lead off the show. But first off, I just want to say it's great to be back. Steelers Wire, we're back for another season, so we'll be covering the team in 2021. And I'm excited about that, my man. It's good to be working with you again. Oh, uh, me too. I was hoping we'd done a few more weeks during the during the last season, but I guess starting back up now is fine too. You know, I hated we had to cut things off so short in the playoffs, but that's all right. Same that's here. Yeah. Right. Well, we were we were living large when they were 11 and 0, but things really did yeah. change. And and as Sims is kind of alluding to there, he thinks Big Ben was probably injured down the stretch. You know, even though he threw for like a billion yards in that playoff loss to the Browns. I mean. Ben clearly had some issues going on with his knees. He wasn't really moving, Kurt, towards the end of the year. And there's a lot of speculation about we, we kind of figured Pouncey would retire. He did. We figured Ben might follow him. And it's put the team in a really interesting spot with him coming back, right? He's got this huge cap hit. They have to restructure his deal. But we really don't know how much longer he's going to play. And when you restructure a contract, usually you will spread the money out over a couple years and you'll turn it into a signing bonus and you'll manipulate the cap. But this is a complicated one. And this is why, you know, the Steelers and Big Ben, they're going to be working on this, you know, as we go. We're going to be covering this week to week, I think. What's your leadoff thought on this situation? Ben returning, but the team now being in, a, in this awkward kind of position where he's probably going to, you were just telling me off the air, he's probably going to have to take some money out of his own pocket to stick around and play quarterback next year. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think there's any way around it. I think he's, if he wants to play football this year for the Steelers, he's either going to have to sign a probably three-year extension um, that would cut his cut his cap number by 14 or so million this year, and then he'll want to build in some voidable years at the end of the deal to try to give him some relief should he not be able to continue after this season, or he could just take a pay cut. I mean, the CBA has some, has some mechanisms built in that would allow him to restructure and take a pay cut. It, it would save the team a little bit more money, but I think when you when you look at public perception, I think the Steelers and I think Roethlisberger would much rather say he signed an extension than that he took a pay cut. You know, I yep. think that there's no there's no good 
in in taking a pay cut. That doesn't sound noble when you're at the end of your career. Like, there's a lot of fans and a lot of pundits out there and former Steelers players who think that the, the Steelers should just move on from Roethlisberger this year, that they should release him or tell him to retire, we're going to release you. Um, I'm not sure I'm, I'm there if they can work out a deal. The problem is is that you have to be realistic about the fact, what, what does bringing Ben back this year give this team? Does it give him a serious shot at a Super Bowl? I don't know. And, and honestly, if you're, if you're already going to rebuild it, probably five positions next year. There's probably going to be five or six new starters next year. Um, a couple on the offensive line, um, probably going to have at least one new starting linebacker, um, could have a new starting quarterback. You know, I mean, there's a lot of spots out there, starting tight end maybe, wide receiver. What's the value in having Roethlisberger on the team in 2021? I'm not sure he's the guy that 11, 10, 11 years ago, was elevating the play of his teammates. You know, that was one of the things when, when the Steelers were going to Super Bowls with Roethlisberger, he didn't do it with loaded rosters. He didn't have elite talent all around him. He certainly didn't have as good a skill players as he's had in the last five years. And so you have to wonder if you're the front office, what does bringing Ben back at any dollar amount really mean for the Steelers? Does it, does it really give them a shot to win a Super Bowl? Are they better than the Chiefs? You know, at this point, I don't know. I don't know if they are. And I, I just, you know, we know they're not going to go to a Super Bowl if Ben's not on the team next year, but are they going to go with him? Uh, you know, it, it's really frustrating as a fan to concede that that the that maybe his best years um, were squandered when he had the best opportunities. But I think that's what the, re- the reality of where we are now. I think that part of the reason he struggled at the second half of the season was his knee injury. I don't think his elbow was ever 100%. I think there was some confidence in his offensive line that he lacked. I think that was why he got rid of the football so quickly. I think there were a lot of factors in play on the offensive side of the football. And I'm just not sure that they're going to be able to correct enough of those in one offseason to suddenly make this team a, a viable contender. I mean, a case to be made, they're the third best team in the AFC North now. You know, I mean, that's sure. that's not unrealistic to say that they're worse than Baltimore and Cleveland at this point. Um, so what's the like, like I said, what's the goal here? What's the what's the goal for 2021? Do you just pull the bandaid off and you go for a, a full rebuild and you kind of kind of eat the season? Keep bringing Ben back means they're not planning to do that. And President Rooney has said the same thing. They have no plans to step backward and rebuild. They're OK with being a nine or ten win team. And, and not being truly competitive if it means they've got Roethlisberger back on the team. And I'm just not sure as a fan I'm on board with that at this point, but I don't think we have much choice. Well, that's a really interesting way to put it. Like, is the team bringing Big Ben back because they want to go for a Super Bowl, or are they bringing Big Ben back because he wants to play? He's not ready to retire yeah. yet. And he's Big Ben. He's a Hall of Famer, and he means a lot to your franchise, and is that why they're bringing him back? And really, yeah. all, this discussion really... it it starts to shine a light on the backup situation, right? They go out and they bring in Dwayne Haskins. I don't think anybody thought, okay, we got Dwayne Haskins. We figured out our quarterback of the future. So. <laughs> but uh, they, they got Mason Rudolph and Haskins, and we're at the end for Roethlisberger. Right? I think we see that. I mean, 2021, is that going to be it? We'll see. This is It's going to be a year-to-year thing probably. Now we got to start thinking about what the succession plan is, right? We've, we've talked about it over the course of last year during this show. But take it from a New England Patriots fan, right? 
it is scary to see your Hall of Fame quarterback reaching the end of his tenure with your favorite franchise with no plan for the next guy at all. The Patriots are just kind of kicking the can down the road all of a sudden. Nobody can figure out what they're going to do at quarterback. You would hate to see the Steelers all of a sudden, Big Ben decides to retire, and they're like rolling out Dwayne Haskins and seeing if he's got anything, right? I mean, that's a little scary. Like, maybe you're not a Super Bowl champion with Big Ben, but you're definitely still you're viable in the AFC. Without Ben, yeah. you're rebuilding. Absolutely. You're rebuilding, yeah. and you're maybe a fringe 500 team, and that's death in the NFL. No quarterback in 500 team. That's not where you want to be. Yeah, well, and you think about it, you know, bringing Roethlisberger back at this point puts Mason Rudolph back on the bench in the final year of his rookie contract. So they basically have 2019 as their basis for what they think of Rudolph, what his value is in a, in a second contract. You know, last year we saw him for a little bit, not enough to really form any opinion, but with, with Ben coming back now, Mason Rudolph is going to going to play sit behind him um, and probably not get much of an opportunity to play unless there's an injury. And then at the end of next season, Steelers are going to figure out if they want to bring him back or not with really nothing to go on. Same thing with Dwayne Haskins; he's a restricted free agent at the end of the year. You know, are they going to go ahead and, and make him give him a tender just because he's he's on the team? And then they go into 2022. Um, I don't know. You know, where do they where do they go? I mean, they don't have a, a, a plan in place now that Ben is coming back. I don't see, you know, they're not going to get a good look. You know, you don't want to see Roethlisberger get hurt or anything like that. I mean, you want to see him play 16 games. You know, you want to see him play well. But that does put him in a, in a bad position for the following offseason unless they surprise everybody and, and draft a quarterback this year. You know, there's a there's some thought that maybe they will consider a quarterback at, at that 24th overall pick. If they do, that at least gives them a little bit of a buffer for the following season. They can probably sign Rudolph for a little less, knowing there's a, a, a highly rated rookie, you know, pushing him a little bit. I don't know. I, it, it worries me because once you don't have a quarterback, you don't have a team. I mean, you just you can't be competitive. Yeah, you it's just, scary. Yeah, and I these, think these teams that are shuffling quarterbacks around and and handing off, you know, damage. Basically, they're just throwing damaged goods back and forth at one another. You know, there's 32 teams and there's about 22 starting quarterbacks in the world. Absolutely, and and <laughs> the, ten teams are constantly trying to figure out what they're going to do about it. And for 14 seasons, the Steelers haven't had to worry about that. You know, who their starting quarterback was going to be, and I think now their the reality is really kind of hitting them. And they know once Ben's not there, you know, is this going to be a repeat of the of that, you know, that era of the 80s and 90s when we were trudging through with guys like Neil O'Donnell and Tommy Maddox and people like that? I mean, is it just a constant? But the, the pickings are slimmer now than they were then for as far as as starting quarterbacks in the NFL. I mean, they're just with with the game changing so much, it's getting harder and harder to find guys who can who can really be productive and i think the days of just being a quarterback that doesn't make mistakes is over i don't think you can be a safe trent dilfer type of of guy who just doesn't doesn't lose for your team everybody's quarterback's got to win them some games in the nfl now and i it they don't have a plan 
at this point. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, it's, it's that's a little scary. That's a little scary. And I think they, they have to con- at least consider a quarterback in the draft, right? Like, I think that would be positive. They don't Obviously, they don't have to do that thing. They never have to draft a quarterback. But maybe yeah. if, there's, if they like someone, they should think about drafting a quarterback. It's time to start thinking about that succession plan. And as you wrote, I think, Kurt, uh, on Steelers Wire, they also have to fix their issues on the O-line like you talked about. And yeah. the running game, the running back position, whether it's if, you know, maybe James Conner goes off in free agency, they bring in somebody else. Until they fix offensive line and running back, I think Big Ben's going to have a hard time back yeah. there. It's it just all on him. No matter who's there. Right. And he's, this isn't like 28-year-old, 30-year-old Big Ben anymore. So uh, I, I don't know if, if, if he doesn't have an offensive line, if, if he's concerned about that group, like you said, and they can't run the football like we saw at the end of last year, like, then I don't think much is going to change in 2021 no. so um no. so that's where we're at but there's a lot to get to what might the Steelers do with the franchise tag right they the deadline's coming up so next week at this time we'll know if the Steelers use their franchise tag I think that's interesting and maybe they target a running back or maybe they target one of these positions of need in free agency I want to get Kurt's take on that we'll do it coming up next well as we talked about the deadline to place the franchise tag on a player is March 9th and Kurt, I wanted to get your take on Juju, right? This is a guy who's, you know, his, we've talked about his antics and his TikTok dances and all this crap with Juju, right? But at the end of the day, he's a really good football player, and I think he's a good stealer. And I think whenever Big Ben's needed a big throw, he goes to Juju. Juju will go, in, go over the middle, take the hit. He's a good player. And I think if he hits the market, he's going to be very highly coveted. And if Juju is, like, high on their list to bring back, you would think he would be. Do you think he's a right. big candidate for the franchise tag? What's going on with him? Well, I think, I, I mean, I would hope that they would consider it. You know, he and Bud Dupree are really the two guys that yeah. you look at and wonder. Um, I think the tag for for a uh, a wide receiver this year is something in the in the sixteen point four million range for one season. I think the the tag for a uh, I, I, you know last year with Bud Dupree they did the split where they took defensive line and and uh, linebacker and and split them out for him and I think it was about 16 million so you know we're, we're not looking at much of a money difference I, I just hate the idea that Juju Smith-Schuster might play somewhere else next year I've never had a problem with his off-field stuff I think he's great and I think he's a much better wide receiver than what we saw last year and he still caught more than 90 passes I mean it was just a matter of the fact that the offense was in such a such disarray that his, his his receptions were all two yards down the field, yeah. and and he was having to fight for every yard he could get. I don't know. I, I I don't personally. I don't think the Steelers will use the tag this year. I don't think they're in a in a position to really use the the franchise tag. Um, I definitely would not think they're going to use it on Bud Dupree. I think they saw enough out of Alex Highsmith at the end of the season that they don't feel any sense of panic. To, to pay Dupree again, I think I think Bud's going to go play somewhere and make a lot of money. My prediction right now is he's going to be a Titan next year. But uh, you know, I, I could if they're going to use it, I would assume it would be on Smith Schuster. It still leaves you in a position where you've got Deontay Johnson and you've got Chase Claypool, um, even at James Washington. Are you really going to pay sixteen million dollars to a, to a fourth wide receiver? I mean, I know Smith Schuster would would get a lot of reps, but You've got guys who can play. Yeah. Um, I just I'm not sure that that the the franchise tag is viable for any Steeler this year. You know, 
I, I just I, I hate to think like that. You know, the, the, the this whole salary cap cut hit the Steelers so hard. It's bad. I timing. think they had it a is. plan. It's bad time. It, it's horrible, especially when you look at the fact in 2022 they're going to have massive amounts of cap space. So there there is a line of thinking that they, says if you can get Smith Schuster on the tag this year, you'll have plenty of money to sign you next year if he works out. If not, you'll let him walk. I just don't know if there's going to be enough money to go around. I think they've got too many other free agent decisions, like mid-tier guys, that I just I don't think they're going to commit that kind of cash. You know, they've got Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool and James Washington all on the cheap, and they're all really good receivers. Um, and so I, I just don't see it with Smith Schuster. And like I said, I, I would not tag Bud Dupree. I would I would let him go make his money. I think trying to tag him again would just create hard feelings. I think that he he knows what his market value is. I think the team understands they've got somebody they think is pretty special in Alex Highsmith, and they're just going to move on from there. And uh, but yeah, I'm going to hate seeing. Juju playing for somebody else. He's one of the most guys when they leave the Steelers, I never give him a second thought, but he is definitely one guy. I do not like the idea of him, him playing somewhere else. Yeah. Good ballsy player. Good Steeler. Yeah. He's yeah. one that will be missed. And, and I agree with you. If, if he's not tagged by next week, I have a feeling he might be in a, wearing a different uniform. That's going yeah. to look weird, but you're right. The one position the Steelers aren't worried about is wide receiver and their ability to draft wide receivers, Kurt, is ridiculous yeah. <laughs> it's ridiculous yeah. they'll, they'll find, find someone somebody. oh yeah yeah and you were telling me uh off the air the Steelers still 18 million over the cap so they got some you know slashing of contracts they have to do a big part of that's going to be Big Ben obviously we've been talking about that and they're going to have to go out in free agency we talked about the O-line Marquise Pouncey announced his retirement last month center an obvious position of need right they're gonna have to get a center it seems like the team's at least trying to work out something with Zach Banner, you know, he might play left tackle. You know, another guy I want to ask you about is like big Al Villanueva. Could he be back? Um, You know, you got some other guys that project as starters, I guess on the O-line, but you're going to, you might have to go out in free agency and look at O-line or the draft. And Mm -hmm. maybe you have to look at some of these guys on the market at the running back position too. Like, I don't think you're going to go out there and try to get like an Aaron Jones of the Packers, but I look at like a guy like James White from the Patriots you know, maybe if they take like a a rotation like approach at that running back position, James White is a a little stud. He's matchup nightmare, kind of a third down back. He's a receiver that plays running back, and he just shredded teams when he was with Tom Brady. And if you can pry him away from the Tampa Bay Bucks, who I'm sure White's going to be high on their list, he's a free agent. Another guy like Marlon Mack, he's 24, coming off an ACL, might be cheap. Like running back in O line, those are those are the two positions I really you know. I don't. I don't worry too much about the defense. You know, yeah. there's just a lot of studs still on that side of the ball, but they got to fix those two spots. I was wondering what you thought about. Do you think they might they might attack O line in the draft, Kurt? And what do you think about some of these free agent backs? And what what guy do you think might have a chance for that? They would go out and sign. Well, I think I think you're right. I think the offensive line. Like I don't expect them to re-sign Villanueva. I think if they're going to re-sign a, a, I think Banner is a guy that. At least if you if you pay attention to his social media, it sounds like he and the Steelers are on the same page about about a, a contract for him to return. He's coming off an ACL injury. I mean, he won the, the starting right tackle job in training camp. First game of the season, tears his ACL. The good and bad of that is, the, the bad part about it was, was I think he was going to be really, really good at right tackle this year. 
But the good of it was we found out that Jukes Okorafor can probably play right tackle the NFL. You know, he, he really played well. If, if he can come back and continue to improve, if Banner can come back healthy, he's, he made the comment that, that Mike Tomlin told him in the exit interview, you're my left tackle next year. We need you. So if, if, if those are assumed to be our starting tackles, you let Villanueva go, there's probably a pretty good chance that Matt Filer, who's another unrestricted free agent, is going to leave. He started at right tackle for Pittsburgh. He started at left guard. Um, really nice, versatile guy. I think he's probably going to be able to make more money somewhere else, um, which is okay. Kevin Dotson's a stud. He's going to he's gonna make Pro Bowls for a long time. He probably should have never lost his starting job when Matt Filer came back from injury last year. Um, he was better than Filer. Um, so, yeah, I think that when it comes to the draft, you've got four or five really good center prospects in the draft. But I, I wrote about some offensive linemen that I wondered about free agency-wise. You know, for one year, Pittsburgh may want to look at a, a veteran guy to play center, especially with Big Ben coming back. He may, you know, they may want to get him a veteran, an Alex Mack kind of guy who wants to kind of finish out his career instead of, instead of putting a rookie there in front of in front of Roethlisberger for his final season, or maybe perhaps his final season. Um, so yeah, I mean, I look at that offensive line is probably where they're going to go in the draft. They need a guard. David DeCastro really took a step back this last year. They're going to have to have to find somebody who can fill in there. So maybe they they draft kind of a swing guy who can play center or guard, and then sort of sort that piece out. Um, but yeah, I think as far as running backs go. You know, I, I definitely like the idea of James White. I, I think that he's a he's a nice complimentary player. I think the receiving threat was something that the the Steelers missed at running back. Um, you know, as much as as much as Roethlisberger checked down and and threw short, it would have been nice to have had a a safer receiving option at running back. James Conner's not a bad receiver, but at the same time, I would have liked to have seen someone else. Uh, you know. I, Honestly, I, I, I hate to, to, to just write off the idea that, that James Conner is going to be gone. And, you know, Steelers fans all want Najee Harris to be the first-round pick. Um, he's going to be, you know, the next great Steelers back. But I think we need to look really hard at the fact that Matt Canada is now the offensive coordinator in Pittsburgh, and his running back is Anthony McFarland. You know, the Steelers drafted him last year. He was Canada's back at Maryland. Um, he, his, his highlight reels are ridiculous at Maryland in that offense. It, I, I have a feeling if Canada has a say over it, he's going to want to give McFarland a really good shot to see some reps this year. And personally, I'm all for it only for the fact that if there's one thing the Steelers offense doesn't have is they don't have a whole lot of straight line speed. They, they don't have guys that are going to run away from you. Even Deontay Johnson isn't going to run away from you. Um, Chase Claypool might be the fastest guy on the offense. He's six foot four. So um, McFarland's a burner. Matt Canada is going to run that. Going to you know he's going to add some things with that Maryland offense, um, offensive scheme that he brought with him. And so, I, as much as I'd love to see, I mean, I I wouldn't be opposed to seeing a guy like Leonard Fournette come back. You know, he's a free agent. Yeah. Um, you know, he's he's a really productive guy that really doesn't get a whole lot of a lot of pub for the little things that he does. Um, I like Marlon Mack. You know, if he's healthy, I, I think he's a good player too. But I honestly think that they're going to they're gonna give first shot at this between Benny Snell and Anthony McFarland as sort of a, I don't know, thunder and lightning kind of thing where Snell's going to be kind of that bruiser and McFarland's going to be the, 
the guy in space and and maybe wait and see. I mean, we've already seen the beginning of of what looks like a pretty nasty offseason for players getting cut. You know, with all these teams having to shed salary, we are already seeing so many guys get released just for salary cap relief. And there's not going to be any money to sign those guys back at anything close to what they made before. So right. who knows who's going to be on the market? Pittsburgh's kind of notorious for looking at that second second round of free agency after the draft and trying to pick guys up. So if, if they look for a running back in free agency, I kind of expect it to be in that second round um, as teams are finalizing their rosters and they're, they're doing some fine-tuning. A guy's going to fall through the cracks that was just had too big a cap hit for this year and their team couldn't afford him and – you know, Pittsburgh is going to kind of swoop in there and get somebody on a on a bargain deal, a veteran, and uh, and like I said, I, I think I think that'll work if they get the offensive line order. I'm not I'm not so concerned about who's back there. We saw Benny Snell rush for over 100 yards last season when the offensive line was playing well. So I'm I'm far more concerned about getting the O line right than I am about the running back position. Yeah, yeah I'm with you, and and so much good stuff there. What you just said, and and that note about McFarland is uh, is really interesting. And I think if it's Snell and McFarland, you go out and bring in a guy like White who can play on third down and, and challenge defenses, yeah. and you could do some different things. I can't, I'm I'm kind of on board with that. I like that. And but you're right. You 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 hit on this. This could be a really painful off season for Steelers fans, couldn't it? If you if you lose I, Bud Dupree, Juju Smith Schuster, uh, and even Villanueva, he's a fan favorite kind yeah. of guy. People love Villanueva. Mike Hilton. Hilton, I mean, yeah. Mike Hilton, maybe the best all-around cornerback on the team, is going to go get paid somewhere else. And I don't think we're done seeing cap cuts. I mean, I think yeah. you could see Vince Williams get released. Vince Williams get released. Um, you know, Steven Nelson and Joe Hayden are accounting for like thirty million against the cap this year between the two of them. Somebody's going to have to take a do a restructure at that point i mean it's you know nelson kind of he was great his first year when he came over from kansas city but he went great last year and so is he going to be the one that has to has to rework his deal you know there's there's a lot of money wrapped up you know there there are guys there are fans that even want eric ebron gone and i i can't see that i mean i know he's making a lot of money this year but they just don't have anything at tight end i mean with vance mcdonald retiring you can't just you can't let your your one good tight end go and and start over there. So, nope. um, but yeah, it's going to be a tough one. There's a lot of good players that are not going to be back. And then once you figure in Pouncey's retirement, mm-hmm. it's going to be a very different looking Steelers team in 2021. And I think that's part of the reason the front office was so set on getting Ben Roethlisberger back was because they at least want one face that gives Steelers fans hope. Yep. Because there's going to be a lot of new faces on that team. That's a good point. No, no, I didn't. I didn't mean to go there. I didn't mean it to make it like disappointing here at the end of the episode. I just no, it's all right. <laughs> but it just it, it is what it is, right? It, it just is what yeah, it is. But yeah. on a positive note, Kurt, we're back talking football, and we're going to be talking yes. Steelers football uh, in twenty twenty one. I remember us raving about how talented that freaking roster was last year when we got started, and uh, yeah. I'm interested to see how this all works out. It's going to be a different roster, no doubt about it. Uh, different team, but it's going to be fun to cover it. I'm just I'm stoked to be back, man. So for Kurt Popejoy, I'm Ryan O'Leary. Thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you all next week. This USA Today sports podcast has been presented by USA Today's sports media group and is available in your favorite podcast store. Make sure to subscribe for weekly updates, the latest fantasy picks from Corey Bonini and the Huddle podcast inside the weekly line with Sportsbook Wire's Jeff Clark and Eston McLaren and the Bet Slippin' podcast. We'll see you again next week.